The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. Coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy and Specialist Games podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today with Austin. It is 2022. Sorry we're late. We were just having so much fun in 2021. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the holiday season just kind of hit us like a ton of bricks and we are, we are back now though. So thank you all for uh, sticking around and getting connected with us. We really appreciate it, but we're here mm-hmm. and we're showing up today with a new exemplary battle from Warhammer Community. It's the Battle of Perditas, Umbral 51, Dark Angels versus Death Guard versus Iron Hands versus Mechanicum. Yes, the traditional battlefield uh, (laughs) where who the fuck knows what everyone is doing, but lots of Marines are dead at the end of it. But how excited were you, Jesse, to see see that lovely Dark Angel chapter symbol uh, oh, at the it was, start of this. It was great. I was uh, slightly hungover from the night before and I'm bleary eyed. It's slept a little bit in and I see, oh, cool, new exemplary battle. Oh shit, Dark Angels. I didn't expect that. I was expecting it to be like the last one before the new edition comes out. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it may be, you never know. <laughs> that's, that's true. But yeah, excited. So I'm um, yeah, digging in. Uh, Perditas, if I remember right, because it's been a while since I read, I think it was the, uh, based off from the novel The Lion, I believe it was. Uh, I actually just picked up that book and have not read it yet. Okay. Well, I guess there's some minor spoilers. So you tell me I, I accidentally spoiled the book by reading this? Damn it. Oh, yeah. Some Marines won. Some Marines lost. Uh, I hope they didn't kill a Primarch. No, no. I think you're safe on this one. All right. It is a really interesting fight, though, that there's just this planet with a bunch of high-level shit on it, mm-hmm. including a bunch of Ragdan stuff mm-hmm. that apparently was a Dark Angel's planet, or they had some sort of safe on it, and the Death Guard and Iron Hands just sort of start showing up and beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't remember it being a death, uh, a, a dark angel planet before. Oh, so they just also just showing up and yeah, the dark angel show because I believe they were aware of a specific thing. Ah, it's been so long. But uh, uh yeah, you know, minor spoilers, but you, you probably already know this anyway. Uh, Tulchocha. That name is ringing zero bells. Cool. Then I won't spoil it for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll just leave it that name. And since it has no meaning to you, I'll stop it right there. Excellent. I appreciate you. Uh, uh, (laughs) maybe, maybe you'll record a spoiler segment after this for all those people that were like, I'm never going to buy the lion. Tell me what the hell he's talking about. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't think I'd ever buy the lion either, but well, Well, here we are. had a half off on hardbacks and here we are. Oh, it was in hardback. Yeah. 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 The couple of like in December they had like half off hardbacks just all of them interesting uh, so i bought a couple of things that i otherwise wouldn't have because like 
I, I've really enjoyed, like I got Valdor, I've got, um, this, the Lehman Russ, like Primark novel. Yeah. But so this was, they a, are a bit pricey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. Maybe it wasn't the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yep. So it's part of a anthology, the, the Primarchs. I don't oh, remember. Good. That, that's actually what I'm reading now. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that, okay. that too. So a short story. Awesome. Interesting. I, I didn't realize it was a short story, it, but after a while, it's been years. So yeah. it all kind of blends together after a while. It's true. But uh, as interesting as the story is, that's nowhere near as fun as the uh, two new units that showed up. Yeah. Let's dig into those. So we got two. And I, I have feelings on one, obviously. I have uh, don't really have too many feelings on the other yet. Really? Because I have really... opinions on the new <laughs> Dark Angel unit? <laughs> But I haven't looked really too deep into the uh, the, the, the uh, uh, into the Death Guard one, but I heard overall positive things about that one too. So let's dig into the Dark Angel Exemplary Battle Unit. <clears throat> Here it's a it's a long title: Inner Circle Knight Cenobium Order of the Broken Claws. That is the unit name. It is an elite unit at two hundred seventy five points. The Order Cenobites have a weapon skill and bliss, uh, sorry, weapon skill of five, ballistic skill of four, strength four, toughness four, one wound, four initiative, two attacks, and leadership nine with a two-up save. The Preceptor, who's effectively the sergeant, is weapon skill six, and same stats along with the others besides a, an attack of three instead of two. Uh, and LD10. And leadership 10, thank you. Thank you. Uh, their war gear, they are equipped with Cataphracty Terminator armor. They come base with a Tyrannic Greatsword and Plasma Caster, like your standard uh, Knight Cenobium. And I love that. Yeah, Just the Plasma Caster is murderous. Stupid, with a 12-inch range, Strength 4, AP 2, Assault 2, ignores cover, Plasma Flame, which allows you to re-roll any failed-to-hit rolls in Overwatch. It's basically a Plasma Shotgun. And we love it. Mm-hmm. And Tyrannic Greatsword is, of course, Strength 2, AP 3, Instant Death, Mastercrafted, I want to say, base. And, uh, yeah, Instant Death, Murderous, no, Instant Death. I don't know. I have it in front of me here a second. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you have, have the book, book right there. I don't want to. <laughs> don't make me Strength do. Strength 2, AP 3, Melee, Two-Handed, Instant Death. Okay, yeah, it wasn't as many rules as I thought it was. But still, really damn good rules. All the rules that matter. Yep. So these guys have the following special rules. They are Dark Angels. They're stubborn. They have Adamantium Will. And they have Order Exemplars, Order of the Broken Claw, which makes this different than your standard Cenobium is that uh, because they're a very specific set of an order, they only have a particular extra rule as opposed to selecting one from the scions of the Hecatonistica. And that one, I've come on down here, Order of the Broken Claws, of all the First Legion's warriors, the inner knights, the inner circle knights of the Order of the Broken Claws were most adept at combating and destroying the monstrous bioforms of the Rangda, the Rangdan. While the knights have dwindled in number at the time of the Horus Heresy's outbreak, their hard-worn experience in battling the inhuman, particularly that gained during the Xenocides, would prove invaluable when their blades were turned on the lion's myriad enemies. His lion makes a myriad of enemies. He really does. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> They're not going to, yeah, where's the lie? 
Uh, when an Inner Circle Knight Cenobium Order of the Broken Claws unit is selected as a part of a Legionis Astartes army, I'm just going to call these Broken Claw from now on. All models in that, in that uh, Inner Circle Knight Cenobium gain the Order Exemplars, Order of the Broken Claws, special rule for no additional points cost. Models in a unit representing this order gain a bonus of plus one to their wound rolls when locked in combat with an enemy unit that includes one or more monstrous creatures or gargantuan creatures, or models with the Demon of the Ruined Storm special rule. Additionally, when resolving the effect of penetrating hits as a result of close combat attacks, models representing this order add plus one to the result of the vehicle damage table rolls. Now this is very interesting, and I'll explain why here in a little bit. Uh, furthermore, such is the superlative skill of the Inner Knights that they may make Overwatch attacks despite being equipped with Cataphracty Pattern Terminator armor, which is also very sick, and I love it. Can we pause here yeah. and say just how dick this is? It's super dick. Um, to Demons of the Ruin Storm in particular, Tyrannic Greatswords are already a bad time for Demons of the Ruin Storm. Like, it's just a bad time. We don't enjoy it. <laughs> Like, quit instant deathing every goddamn thing on the planet. We all have two wounds. Yep. And it's a plus one, two wound rolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a very important distinction than as opposed to, you know, plus one strength. It's a straight up plus one, two wound rolls. Yeah. Which is super good. Because um, honestly, a lot of the just, mm, we don't love it. Because mm-hmm. that means you're... You're just as good against a demon army on turns one and two as you would be when the strength starts dropping to more realistic levels mm-hmm. or the toughness rather. Yeah. Who knew? Why, why are dark angels so adept at killing demons, Jesse? Eh, we've seen a lot of shit. We know a lot because we've seen a lot. <laughs> so a bunch of demon monsters on your planet and just <laughs> rolling around hey, like you're cool. Yeah. We know how to kill them. Mm. So true. as far as, uh, Dedicated transports. Uh, the Broken Claws, numbering five models, may take a Land Raider Phobos or a Spartan if ten models or fewer. So, yeah, five models. Okay, yeah, Land Raider Phobos if you have five, Spartan if you have ten or f- five or ten. Yeah, any amount. Yeah, any amount. Go nuts. So they can take up to five additional Cenobites at 45 points each. Standard, pricey. Uh, any model in the unit may exchange their Tyrannic Greatsword for one of the following. Either a Thunderhammer for free, which is the same as the uh, previous Cenobites, or a new weapon, the Advex Moore's Greatsword, for two points. Now, the Advex Moore's Greatsword, a unique pattern of the iconic First Legion Tyrannic Greatswords, the Advex Moore's pattern was created by Cenobites of the Order of the Broken Claws in the wake of the Rangdon Xenocides. Using the valuable experience earned by the sacrifice of their brothers in the wars against the Xenos biomonstrosities. The Advec Moore pattern greatsword is strength plus three, AP three, melee, two handed, rending, and murderous strike. So, if I remember right, on a rending, a wound roll of six turns it into an AP two. Mm-hmm. Murderous strike turns any roll of six into instant death. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So effectively you're rolling at strength seven AP three with chances to rend and instant kill on six. Unless you're fighting a monstrous creature or a demon Mm -hmm. and then your strength effect. Well, not even effectively eight, your strength seven with a bonus on top of it. (laughs) Yeah. Strength seven with a plus one to wound. 
yeah, technically better. Strength seven with a plus one to wound is better than strength eight. Now, also keeping this in mind against uh, vehicles. Yeah. Penetrating hits add plus one to the result of vehicle damage rolls. If you roll a six, your AP two, then you add another plus one to your vehicle damage. You can end up blowing stuff up with your swords. Yeah. And like, it's not hard either. <laughs> like, like if you have 10 of these guys running around with, yeah. you know, nine of these, because presumably we haven't gotten there yet. Um, you can give the Perceptor a Mastercrafted Thunderhammer or a Paragon Blade. Mm-hmm. What the hell, Jesse? <laughs> How many of those you guys just got laying around? And we like our swords. Handed them out to every sergeant on the face of the planet. That's true. The but- Advex Moore's great sword counts for your ridiculous sword rule, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, plus one to hit in combat with uh, people of the same... Weapon skill as well. But again, yep, getting ahead of myself a little bit. The the sergeant may take, instead of their tyrannic greatsword, may take a mastercrafted thunderhammer for five points or a paragon blade for 25. And the order preceptor may also take a grenade harness for five points, which always take the grenade harness. Always, always. <sighs> this is real disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, also for those of you wondering, uh, Advex is, uh, Latin for to, to catch or to take something. Hmm. Uh, so you have the take and kill greatsword, um, <laughs> Moors being, you know, kind of death, um, or maybe taking death to somebody, um. You know, GW is always kind of loosey goosey with their Latin, uh, <laughs> but it, it's a cool name, right? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, it's it's. You know, I will say when I first read this and hadn't really delved too deep into it, I was a little disappointed because I felt like it was just a little extra minor layer of rules on top of an already existing unit. And I was like, oh, that's not really too exciting, and it is, but man, I. But that, and I really shouldn't have any space to talk because the Dark Angels already have so many freaking unique units compared yeah. to other <laughs> compared to other mm-hmm. legions right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, you really do. And that great sword, like there are so few units that can take a dreadnought and close, like that can take a dreadnought in close combat mm-hmm. and not also suffer lots of casualties. Because mm-hmm. most of the time you're doing it with power fists or chain fists, right? Something that's swinging an initiative one, yeah. you know, a thunder hammer. Uh, these guys are rolling strength seven, initiative four, rending. Uh, so on sixes, they get that penetrating hit, mm-hmm. right? That's how, that's how the math works. Yeah, sixes, they're going to get the penetrating hit because of the rending. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they're going to be AP two, and plus one on the chart, so plus two on the chart. Effectively AP uh, one with the penetration. Yeah, so fives. On fives, they're just outright blowing up the dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we don't love this. And <laughs> it's also a rare unit that not only do you not want to charge your, you know, your dreadnoughts up against, but you also don't want to get near them with, like, anything in power armor because of the damn plasma casters. Plasma cat or even Terminator armor for that matter, because it's AP too. Or Terminator armor. Yeah, stay away. <laughs> this is this why is God gave unit. you Medusa platforms. Like it's a good like, it's a good thing it's one wound each. For now. 
Uh, and then like that weapon skill five, right? They're already ahead of the game. Except that if you do are one of those those lucky legions that have weapon skill five terminators lying around, guess what? I have a sword and that makes me better than you. Fuck. <laughs> Hitting on threes. Sorry. Hitting on threes with a plus one to wound. <laughs> Just disrespectful. Yeah. I, I've come around. I, I I actually really like these broken claws. And they're not uh they're not that expensive either, like comparatively speaking. Okay, so a pricey unit. I mean, it's an elite unit. Usually you pay quite a bit for those. But let's see. Let's say 10 points I mean, if you want to get your Advex Moors on everybody. So all, all of the bonuses, right, just, just straight up adding from the additional Marines. So it's 45 points for one of these guys. Um, a basic Terminator and Cataphracty, you know, with just Combi Bolter power weapon, right, that level of standard, yeah. 30 points. Yeah. So, you know, you give them the power fist because most of them do. So it's 35. So for 10 points more, you get one of these guys. And that seems well worth the cost of admission. Yeah. You know, yeah, especially when you have the freaking plasma caster and tyrannic greatsword as base anyway. Yeah. So like the plasma caster itself is worth that extra 15 in my, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, shit. So like, yeah, let's give the guy, let me see. Let me see if I can make one real, real quick at the top of my head here. Uh, fuck. And the regular Terminators pay 10 points for that grenade harness, rude. Uh, so, yeah, 37, uh, 42 points for a Terminator in Cataphracty uh, with either the Volkite or a combi weapon. Kind of pick whichever one you think is better there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Power Fist. Yeah. 42. So, for an extra three points, uh, you're getting a point of weapon skill uh, and a point of leadership and a Tyrannic Greatsword. And a plasma caster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm also trying to balance out between the Advex Moore's great sword and the Tyrannic great sword. If I was going up against real tough Mechanicum, because their base mod, you already get a plus one to wound just because you're taking this unit. Do I go and hope I fish for sixes to get the rending? Or do I just go with the flat out instant death and hope he just fails a single roll? With Mechanicum, I think that's where you go. But this also gives an extra, extra plus of strength. So I'm swinging swords at plus seven strength instead of six and strength. And actually, too. you're right. You're swinging at seven and with the plus one to wound. And at seven, there's a good chance even the toughest guys, you're still fours and fives. Yeah, which isn't bad. Yeah, no, it, that is a tough call. Oh, I will say. But I like, having, t- I like a tough call in my game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you don't have to switch them all out. It's any model. It's true. So you could go for a pleasant mixture. Yep. And a couple of th- uh, thunder hammers for flavor. Right. Um, I will say it is a little bit more balanced, uh, terminator to inner circle broken claw. Uh, mm-hmm. when you go with just the base cost, mm-hmm. cause it's one seventy five for just the five man, you know, power weapon combi bolter. And it's 55 each for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although again, you then spend another 13 points to make that Terminator still not quite as good. <laughs> so, but My yeah, question this is, is, do I throw a warmonger in there and just drop in? It's not against me. Hopefully that seems the, rude. The plasma caster is a little danger close. We only got a 12 inch range on that. That's true. Uh, they would certainly be an interesting run uh, for the Death Sworn. 
Oh. Just because of those plasma casters. Like if oh, we, yeah. if we magic them both into close combat, the death swarm will win. Mm-hmm. The problem is they're either going to get overwatched by the plasma casters or be plasma castered. Yeah. Not only overwatch rerolling misses too. So there's a good yep, chance I'm going to get a few sixes in there. Cause that's two shots a piece. I'm probably going to get a few any in there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's good odds you kill three or four before they even get into the combat. And those are axes that aren't swinging because the yeah. Overwatch doesn't count. Yep. Because it's not the fight phase. Because as everyone who's listened to this podcast at all knows, that is my sole and only judge of how good a unit is in combat. Can the Death Sworn take them? Can, can they take the Death Sworn? The answer is always no thus far, except for those never to be sufficiently damned uh, Imperial Fist Phalanx Warders with their goddamn demo charges. <laughs> oh, man. What about a whole bunch of uh, Basilisk Cannons? Not in close combat. They're not, not. close combat, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, these guys, again, I, I won't swear that they could do it, but they they come mighty close. Yeah. We're going to have to test it out one day. We, we really yeah, have. If we, ever, if we ever play this game again at some point. That's true, though. There'll be a new edition before we end up rolling the dice here. Um, that, but, um, hold on. Yeah, like I said, I was a little disappointed. I was kind of hoping for something a little more unique, but after talking through you with this, having a chance to really sit down, I haven't had much of a chance to really delve through it. I've, yeah, kind of think about it. Yeah, but now it's like, ugh, would I ever really want to take regular Cenobites at this point? Mm. So 10 of them, no upgrades, 500 points. Yeah. So call it 505, you know, got to get that grenade harness. 505 plus 10 to 20 points, depending on how many uh, great swords I want to take. Yeah. And what I want to take the Paragon Blade. Oh, you know you want to, Jesse. You know you want to accept that challenge. Yeah, but I always accept my challenges with my Tyrannic Great Swords anyway. Mm. Just because Paragon even though I'm going to hit that AP3, it is so funny when the opponent rolls a one and just completely wipes out their Praetor. There is that, but there is something rude about bringing a paragon blade on your sergeant. <laughs> true. Just the the casual disrespect that implies. That is true. This is a non-HQ unit that's just rolling up with a goddamn paragon blade. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. pretty funny, actually. I do like and that. The, the worst thing of it is, you know, you, you could just go haul in, right? You have a 2,500-point yeah. list. You could easily fit 30 of these guys into it. Mm-hmm. Or make a real stupid ZM list. Oh, God. These guys. And I, I do like it because the, the story is very ZM underground, like fighting. Oh, yeah. uh, and these are both devastating ZM units. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do against a unit of Terminators that overwatch you with AP2? And hit you in with seven power swords. Because in ZM, if you remember, there's a good chance you're overwatching at your regular ballistic skill yeah oh, and we rolling to miss yeah oh shit you're right so just fall over and die <laughs> like, thanks for playing and ignore cover yeah we don't love it jesse <laughs> <laughs> it should also be mentioned that there is a designer note to hey say hey hey, hey paint these guys different these yes guys- it does specifically say um and then there are pictures of them in the back, but I can't, I don't actually know if, if you, they're painted differently or if not. If you roll down, if you go a little bit farther down, there's a color picture and they are yeah. painted in like basically Deathwing white, which is really cool. 
I do like I do like it. I just wasn't sure if that was an actual like different paint job from the yeah. Standard. The other ones were painted in a uh, black, and this one actually has an actual thunder hammer. The other ones were all because the the kit only comes with swords, which is a little sad, especially when they the only other option they have is thunder hammers in the main unit. But it's not hard to pick up a, a Terminator thunder hammer these days. So it, they're a dime a dozen, and I use the uh, the maces from the uh, Deathwing Knights forty k model. Anyway, so as as you should, mm-hmm. like that. That is the joy of playing a Legion that has its bespoke 40k stuff. We get all the good bits. Yeah. That being said, I I, mm, I kind of want to do something different besides just painting the Cenobites different color. Like I feel like these guys are fun enough where they kind of deserve their own sort of a conversion. I just haven't figured it out yet. Uh. These guys I mean, apparently don't have capes either. I just noticed that. Hey, no capes. Yeah, the regular Cenobites have little capes. These guys actually roll with, get, without them. So. They'll get caught in the uh, the plasma flamethrower. <laughs> you know, your cape's swirling around one second. You don't want to wash out your cape with all the Xenos bits in there. Yeah, all the plasma burns and the ash of your destroyed enemies. It's a lot well, that, to clean up. That, that sounds like a fun weathering project anyway, but... <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, the Order of the Broken Claws, good job. Yeah. I I'm, can say this. I because I'm happy with it. I can say this because the one thing uh, the route has failed at is cool Terminator rules. Um, but these may be my favorite Legion Terminators. Really? Like they have everything I love about just like 40K, 30K. Like I love plasma weapons. Uh-huh. If I could give everything in my army a gets hot plasma weapon, I would. <laughs> it can't stop me. Yeah, why not? I love. It should big- be noted that these guys don't get hot either. Ah, oh, God, <laughs> even better. It's strength four, but they don't get hot. Don't care. AP two. AP. Like, two. I love that. I love. I love units that don't run away. Like so, stubborn leadership ten. I'm about that. Uh huh. Cataphracty is my favorite type of power. Armor. I love a dude with a good, like, bladed weapon. Yep. Adamantium will. So get those psychers out of here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Canceling on so, fives yeah. instead of sixes. Yeah. Screw y'all. <laughs> it's, it's a little heretical of me as a longtime Space Wolf player, but God. Apparently, when you fight the Rangdan, it just makes you cooler. Yep. I need to throw a navigator in here, too. Just for the dicking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gotta be rude about it, Jesse. Damn. Two navigators. One for one for each unit. ZM, here we go. Oh, uh, that'd be so rude. But let's uh let's move on to the other unit, which I believe isn't this is the first uh, exemplary battle that has two different units, right? Uh I think the other ones just had way to single. put me on the spot there, Jesse. Sorry, I have I'm no idea. <laughs> pretty sure the other ones had just a single so. unit. I think so. Um we're, we're going to say yes and hope that our listeners don't check us. Uh, <laughs> pay no attention. Uh, so this is the Mortis Poisoner Squad of the 14th Legion Death Guard. Uh, they are a ton of fun. Uh, so they are a destroyer variant. They're kind of a subsect uh, of the 14th destroyer wings mm-hmm. they have and i quote high proportion of chem munitions even by the standards of the death guard <laughs> um they're kind of hey, Jerry ZM, has a lot of a lot of 
a lot yeah. of wicked stuff over there. Yeah, like it's a little much. It's like saying he's fashionable even for a blood angel. Like it's just damn okay. <laughs> uh, or you know, emo even for a raven guard. It's just piles on piles of nastiness that they've got. Uh, they are especially used in ship fighting, zone mortalis sort of stuff, uh, and. These guys apparently, for the most part, have fucked up somewhere because um, it's kind of seen as a punishment duty because you will just irradiate yourself to death. Uh, that being said, it's 125 points for five. Pretty uh, cheap. Weapons, uh, basic I mean, marine stats across the board. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. Well, I mean, I guess the new destroyers are like that anyway. The uh, the test mode destroyers. The play test destroyers. Oh, yeah. I... Uh I didn't even think about that when that we were looking at this. Spot? I was like, I just oh, let me spot again. Let me look at the book so I can get the destroyer squad out here, and uh, that'll teach me all I need to know about destroyers as I talk about these guys. And then Jesse's like, "Hey, remember that they totally uh, retconned all those rules in that book you're looking at?" I'm pulling. I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll, I'll, you son I'm, of a bitch! I'm here for you, Austin. I'm here for you. I'll, I'll, I'll support you anyway. <laughs> um. Basic Marine stats, you know, weapon skill, ballistic, strength, toughness, initiative, all four, uh, leadership nine. And that goes for the, the poison master, which is their sergeant equivalent as well. Um, that being said, again, 125 points. They come with a bolter, bolt pistol, chainsword or combat blade, uh, frag crack and rad grenades, which is yep. fun. The destroyer uh, affair. Yeah. Always fun. Uh, so you can get up to 10 more. Uh, for 18 points each, which is fun. So it maxes out as a, at the ZM unit size, which I like. Yep. Up again, another 15 point unit. We're starting to see a whole lot more of that. And I'm curious to see what that might, uh, what it might show up in the future. Forward. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if they're 10 or less, they can have a Rhino or Land Raider Proteus as a dedicated transport. Um, note that if using one of the rights of war special rules, uh, other dedicated transport options may be available for the squad. So presumably you could also shove them in a drop pod or something. Sounds right. Uh, or, you know, like another land raider, depending on what you take. Yeah. Which is, it's an interesting note. I don't think they've done that for any of the other ones, but not, not opposed to it. Um, uh, so you can, I've, I've seen that little uh, blurb mentioned in other squads before. I just can't remember which. All right. Uh, the entire squad can take Meltabonds for 25 points, which, you know, one of those things. Don't do it for five of them. That's well. This is still only five points for the squad, but you know scale. But that's not the important thing here. Nobody cares if they have melted bombs. Why do you ask? Because any model in the squad may exchange their bolter for a flamer with chem munitions. That's Ugh, right for free. Faux free. <laughs> and then for every five models in the squad, one poisoner may exchange their bolt pistol for. Drum roll. Do we not bum, have a drum bum, roll bum, button, bum, bum, Jesse? No, I, I don't have my sound pad in front of me. <laughs> um, heavy flamer with chem munitions for 20 points. Um, which does seem a little pricey, considering you can get the regular flamer for, th for free. But it is hilarious, and I do love me a heavy flamer. Uh, and then the poison master, so the sergeant... Uh, can get a power weapon for 10 points or a power scythe for 15, mm. artificer armor for 10, 
and may take up to three Phosphex bombs for 10 points each because fuck you. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They get artificer armor. The Dark Angel ones don't get artificer armor. I don't understand it, but it's fine. Oh, the Dark Angels don't get something special and fancy. I don't get my two up power armor After After we just talked about how you may have (laughs) the best Terminator unit in the game right now. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I got to yeah. complain about something. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a Horace Heresy podcast if someone didn't complain about something. So. It's true. Woe, woe is thou. <laughs> you don't you don't get artificer armor on that one guy. Yeah, yeah. Now I just shoot my plasma shotguns without artificer armor to protect me. Yeah, for free. Uh, uh, so uh, we'll mention this the other day. Looking through this, it was kind of weird that you exchange your bolt pistol for the heavy flamer. If you're the fifth model in the squad, as opposed to your bolter. And I'm trying to think why that would be. Well, and I hate to say this, but um, is a heavy flamer a two-handed weapon? No, I don't think so. I've never seen a a flamer and a heavy flamer. Oh. You can dual flamer it, if you will. Uh, What is that? You can't do that, though. It's not a pistol weapon. You can't, you can't gunslinger that. Watch, watch me. Unless I'm. <laughs> no, no I shooting. Mean, no, you're right. Two-handed. You can't. But I, I, I don't guess know. you can have a choice. If you, oh, should I shoot the flamer or should I shoot the heavy flamer? The the better and more expensive version of the other weapon I have. I don't know. Um, the guy's just looking from left to right in his hands like, oh, a uh, 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 big flamer. Maybe because chem munitions gives you gets hot in addition to everything else. Is that different? Like, is, is it different for a heavy flamer than a normal flamer? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't play Death Guard, though. Me either. But yeah, it, it just seems like a fun, a fun typo right there. Yeah. Um, more something, than anything else. about those interns again, right? Well, they're they're doing the best they can. <laughs> I heard the Brits went back to work from home for a lot of their stuff, so you know, mm. you're not you're not getting quite the read throughs mm-hmm. uh, that you you were before. But God, it's a funny. And also, in case you were wondering, no special rules at all. There is no thinking to be done here. Hardened armor and counterattack. Yeah, well, I hardened armor and counterattack, but I, by that I mean, but like no no like bespoke unit rules, right? Uh, like I think every sort other of. unit we've seen. So that is one you not on its actual uh unit uh rundown. However, they do get a special rule in the uh in the scenario, which we'll mention later, and I found it kinda interesting that's in the scenario and not on the actual unit. But we'll talk about that here in a little in a little bit. Uh yeah, but like at at the end of the day, I really like these guys. Like they're not crazy. But, I mean <laughs> You can give everybody a flamer with chem munitions, and that's fun. Yeah. Um, so, get you a warbringer and just go to town. Yeah. So they have rad grenades. Mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head when rad grenades kick off during an assault phase. If you're being charged, do the rad grenade grenades kick in immediately, and then suddenly you're hitting with your wall of death at a ooh. With against enemies that have minus one strength, I have to check that out. 
I don't know what the exact wording is. It might just be in in the combat. Yeah, I'm just chick rad. Which to me, you would say no. But time to look up rad grenades because that would be amazing. Everyone's favorite portion of the of the uh, podcast is where we look up rules. Yep, because we are absolutely prepared every time. We've been playing this game for a little over half a decade. Can you tell? I got it here. Uh-huh. Um, ooh, no. It's it's the whole thing, and I will read it here. Yeah. Um, during a turn in which a unit equipped with rag grenade launches an assault or is themselves assaulted, the enemy unit, sir, suffer a minus one penalty to their toughness until the end of the assault oh, phase. Oh, shit. So, yeah, you can wall of death them with chem munitions. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's deeply distressing. Then think about that in a Zone Mortalis game. Yeah. I don't want to, Jesse. It, it's it's rude. It's pretty rude. Yeah, they are definitely definitely a top contender Zone Mortalis unit. Um God, it's just And it's delightful, because again, like you can take five of these guys with chem munitions and it's 125 points. Super cheap. And it's not a zero to one unit. And neither is the broken claws. So, yeah, they're just elite. Yeah. Take as many as you want. Take take three or four of these different small squads in a Zomortalis and just run rampant. Yeah, or or like we've said, uh, you know, in a regular game, maybe you take the ten man and uh, give them a way to deep strike. No, take the fifteen man. No, fifteen man for these. Yeah, take the fifteen man, give them a way to deep strike, and just laugh your way to victory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah. Two Both really cool very units. solid additions. Yeah. I I am loving what GW is doing right now. Uh, literally the only downside is who knows what this will do in next edition. Yeah, that's the big trick. <sighs> My gut says we'll probably see this in a GW reveal at Adepticon, which I am so frustrated that I won't be able to attend this year. Yeah, me neither. And I've got credit. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb yeah, baby. From two get, years ago. <laughs> getting born on the same day as Adepticon. Yeah, yeah. But you know what that means? You get to, I'll never go to Adepticon again. No, you get to take him <laughs> on his birthday to Adepticon. That's true. Ra- if I raise him right. If you raise him right. Oh, yeah, otherwise, he'll rebel and become like, I don't know, a car guy? I, who Go knows? Play the violin, Dad. God, he's going to join the symphony. <laughs> But yeah, so um, these are the units. Now let's talk about the mission. The sacking yeah. of Umbral 51 legendary mission. So in this game, in this mission, one side has narrowed down the location of a valuable relic or Xenos artifact to several potential areas, but they are not alone in their search. The opposing side has patiently followed them in their wake, and only now, as the prize is within reach, do they strike. So, you know, they say, hey, use Iron Hands, Death Guard, Mechanicum, and Dark Angel Legions, but you can use other stuff. Yeah, this isn't the first time people have snuck snuck after each other to steal cool shit in the heresy, and it won't be yeah, the last. Exactly. Pretty sure everyone done that has done that at some point or another in the heresy. Every single person. Just individually. Each, each Legionnaire stole some shit from another Legionnaire or Mechanicum. 
So one player, uh, so the players roll off to see which side will be the relic hunters and which side will be the pursuers. So setting up the game, use the deployment map that follows, which looks like it's roughly, it's almost a dawn of war. There's slightly different uh, setup here. Still a six by four. Uh, the relic hunters have their normal twelve inch deep deployment zone. The pursuers have only a six inch deep zone that goes across the width of the table. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there are five objectives um, deployed like objectives are always deployed, and they very specifically say markers one inch in diameter, so it's like a twenty millimeter base. Um, so you talked about the deployment zone. Um, deployment is pretty much normal. Um, can't place anything into, you know, you get preserves. I'm sorry, I misread that. Uh, and then the winner is just the side that controls the objective marker that represents the relic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which um, is, this feels familiar. I have to look at the rules, which it, it does a like little a, bit. There's a mission out there somewhere that's very similar to this. Yeah, although it does say in this one, uh, if neither side controls that objective at the end of the game or the relic has not been revealed, the player with the most location unknown roles is the winner. Okay. Uh, so which is still, one of the special rules here. Yeah. Uh, so it still behooves you to go out there and try to search for it. Yeah. Yeah, you're still trying to get it. So location unknown. What What is that? Uh, it's each of the objective markers placed during game setup represents the potential location of the relic both sides are seeking. During the movement phase, if a model from a unit finishes its move within three inches of an objective, its controlling player rolls a D6 and adds the number of the current game turn. On a result of two to six, the objective marker is a false reading or dead end and is removed from the board, but counts as a location unknown roll for the purposes of victory conditions. Uh, on a seven up, the relic is discovered. This objective marker is left in place and all the other objective markers are immediately removed from the board. Uh, and then when only a single objective remains and the relic is yet to be discovered, the last one is automatically the location. And this rule no longer applies, which really leads to some interesting um, tactical ploys you can do mm -hmm. in this scenario. Like, okay, do I put my objectives like in my deployment zone and try for it right away? Got to roll pretty high to make that happen. Do I not search at all in the hopes that uh, the one on my board is the last one to be tried and therefore is automatically the right thing? Maybe, but unless everyone rolls real low and it's never discovered, then you automatically lose. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun kind of meta game within game going on here with that rule. So I like it. Yeah. So in addition to that, there's uh, other rules in particular specific ones to the units that were shown earlier. There's morbid resolve for the death guard and wardens of the forbidden for the dark angels. There's also sleeping sentinels, which we'll get to here in a second. Uh morbid resolve. Um, Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, morbid Resolve. Once per game, immediately before making a shooting attack with a squad of Death Guard Mortis Poisoners, the controlling player may activate Morbid Resolve. When activated, the controlling player ignores the effects of the Gets Hot special rule upon that unit of Mortis Poisoners until the end of the shooting phase. Hey, Austin. This feels like yeah, a Jesse. This feels like a stratagem. Mm. Could it not? 
Actually, no, you're absolutely right. And it, seems it feels great. like a Titanic strategy once <laughs> per really game. It does. And I'm here for it. I just wish it was actually part of the unit instead of the, uh, the scenario. Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. It would be really cool, but then we get, we get from being a good unit to kind of an auto include unit. So like, uh, I'm, well, see, and I would agree with that until they redo everything and actually every unit has something stupid like this. It's true. It could be something that, you know, <laughs> that's going to be in their, in their rules, but they were like, you know, cause like for know, whatever reason, 2.0 is different enough from this that they thought it would be too OP. Maybe. I mean, well, let's think about it. Like, you know, standard tacticals have fury of the Legion. Yep. That's kind of sort of like this in a way. It's sort of like a stratagem to some degree or another. They can use it, you know, basically every, any turn of the game and more than once. Mm -hmm. But if we had stuff like this, I feel like it adds a fun little extra flavor. It does. Um, but of course, if it was like that for every unit in the game, suddenly there's a ton of them you got to think of. Or I mean, remember Titanicus, you, you might have three of these a game to kind of once per game do. That's true. Rather than trying to juggle like eight or nine in your head. Fair. Um, yeah, the Titans generally don't be, have their own stratagem. It's usually what you have for your Legio. Yeah, but it would be interesting uh, if stuff like this became more um, in the way you build the army, right? Yeah, or like, or basically build your own uh, set of rules for your Legion. Like you're given a list of different type of uh, quote-unquote stratagems to use, and you can take two or three of them for your army. Yeah, like, in addition to your right of war, you also get like what sort of company you are, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or hell, this might be a foretaste of uh, their right of war, right? They they could have oh, their yeah. own Mortis Poisoner right of war where you can take them as troops or get some fancy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? What about what about those Wardens of the Forbidden? So Wardens of the Forbidden, not quite as exciting, but still good for this particular scenario. Uh, when a unit entirely made up of models with a special rule, order exemplars, orders of the Broken Claws, ends their movement within three inches of an objective, the controlling player adds plus one to result of any roll made for location unknown, in addition to adding the number of current game turn. So you do have an edge there. Unfortunately, you can't show up with a Praetor or a Navigator rolling alongside you to get that. But at the same time, you know, turn one, uh, you need a seven, so you need a five up instead of a six up. And then a four up on turn two to find it. So yeah, that, there's that a good does chance. Make it, make it likely to be yours. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, and then the last special rule we have is Sleeping Sentinels. On any unmodified roll of one before adding the number of the current game turn or plus one for Wardens of the Forbidden mission special rule, so just a natural one, uh, for the location unknown special rule, a maniple consisting of D3 Vorax class battle automata or Castelex class battle automata is immediately deployed by the opposing player. Models are placed as close to the objective that was captured as possible. Oh, my God. 
uh, but cannot be placed in impassable terrain or within one inch of an enemy model. Models deployed in this manner are controlled by the opposing player <laughs> and count as distrusted allies for the rest of their army. That's yeah. why you don't want to be bad at this. Yeah, suddenly uh, Castellax. Right? These battle automata can be equipped with any of the options allowed in their army list entries, with the exception of the Paragon of Metal Special Rule, which should not be used. Uh, otherwise, they are equipped and modeled uh, as per the basic army list entry. Uh, battle automata deployed in this way are counted as denial units, but do not trigger location on known rules and cannot capture objectives. Note, it is possible for an objective to be captured and for the location of the relic to be revealed at the same time as models are deployed under the Sleeping Sentinel's rule. So... Oh. It could it could all go completely pear shaped instantly. Uh, God, that is a hilarious rule. Yeah, so I guess that that's works an even with bigger. The, kick so that in works the with the uh, the wardens, I guess, of the forbidden, where it's late game. You roll a one, but you still get a plus one because you're exemplars, and that's how you get. In addition to, you know, the uh, yeah, you still get jumped on by the robots, but at least you have the objective. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so rude. And there's no way to stop it either. Because uh, it's just as close to the objective as possible, not they have to be within six inches and. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hello. So, yeah, you could have a 15 inch bubble around that objective before you do the roll. And guess what? 15 inches away is robot. It's weird. How do they just pop up like that? But eh. out of holes in the ground, I just reckon like so. dwarves. <laughs> Castellacs are just robot dwarves. It's true. There are no Castellacs women. <laughs> but yeah a super fun little scenario well, there are keep dwarf women they just have beards too fresh <laughs> i'm so confused anyway so yeah that's the uh that's the latest exemplary 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 battle uh thanks gw copyright 2021 hey wait a minute man it's it's almost they've been holding this up their sleeve for a little bit Almost like that pandemic has been fucking with us. Constantly for two years. Constantly for two years. Inshallah, not much longer. Uh, but this has been this has been delightful. I, I fully support this. I cannot wait for the next one. They seem to be getting better as they go on. Yeah. Like more stuff, cooler stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to see what comes up. And if now that they're doing more than a single unit or a single legion per book, I guess we won't be waiting 18 months before the new uh, one shows up. Cause I, I feel like this is like a lead on into the next edition. We're, we're coming right up on it. I mean, what that box set came out and we were all like, ah, maybe it'll be the Christmas release. Maybe, yeah. but obviously not. Obviously not. Which means the next big splash release. Summertime. Be the summer, which means Adepticon would be kind of a, Perfect first reveal. Yep. Late March, if I remember right. That's where they show them. Uh, Adepticon is early March. Early March. Hmm. So, I mean, if, if I'm talking about like early, early teasers, maybe yeah. not even an official announcement, but like, oh, look at this in a trailer for something. What could it be? Yeah. Literally Here's everyone a two-second knows. splash of some legionary speaking about some horrors of war or something and yeah, then say that coming soon still with the mark six power <laughs> armor. fuck you guys coming Quit soon our stuff in, in horace heresy font yeah <laughs> yeah we know that gw we know Thanks. it's coming <laughs> it'll be delightful or everybody gets a, a goddamn mark six legionary under their 
chair. So mm. if that happens, that'd be so sad. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this uh, latest episode. Like we're back. We're back. Yeah, we're we got it. through the holidays. We got through the holiday depression and we're here again. <laughs> Ready to hobby. Once again, if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you uh, want to, go over to Facebook or Instagram at RR30K and like us there. And if you enjoy our program and would like to support us, go over to patreon.com forward slash RR30K podcast. There you become a patron. Uh, we have a few uh, you know bonus episodes for you to enjoy. Give it a shot. Check it out. And of as right now, I'd like to give a shout out to all of our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetors. Alex Self, Chaplain Asar, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Gardner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Michael Tisdall, Mr. Baldwick, Nick Quenga, Rena the Floof, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday or Bus 22 Rock and Roll McDonald's, What's Ligma? Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Dave Jones, Duncan, Ed, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Gore Crow, Nick, Son of Tacticus, and Voidhint Periatrics. Finally, our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Jay DeSales, Jay Grammaticus, Mr. Sear, Nicholas Gillen, The Zoy, and What Do I Call Myself? Advex Moore. That's what you Feed me to it that time. Yep. <laughs> Once again, thank you all for your support. We greatly appreciate it. Helps keep our uh, website running, our costs for running podcast servers going. And hopefully we'll see some cool stuff here in the future. Once, you know, eventually when things finally break out. Uh, Austin, you want to talk about your uh, Titanicus event you're running at Battlegrounds real quick? I mean, only if we have this out before next Saturday. Oh, it'll be out tomorrow. Ah, damn. Look at, that's that's our hardy tech marine at work. <laughs> Jesus. Can edit out all of my bullshit and have it up in less than 24 hours. That's my secret. Uh, all the bullshit stays in. <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my secret cap. I'm always full of bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Siege of Soyang. Uh, going to be happening at Battlegrounds. Doors open at 12. Dice start rolling at 1230. Uh, although, given that we're doing three days of, or three games of AT, God, I wish it was three days of AT. Um, <laughs> you know, if everybody shows up early, we will start rolling dice early. Um, so three round, three rounds. I think we still technically have a slot open. Um, that being said, I, I know you mentioned this before, but uh, no, it's first come, first serve. But at the same time, if people are making their way out, we're there's such a big group here. We're more than willing to accommodate people who have come down here. So don't worry about that. Uh, yes, I will say officially there are 12 people going, um, which is the limit just because I have to provide some swag and special terrain and all of that. Um but, you know, if you're sitting there in you know, Maryland, North Carolina, wherever, and you're like, man, I really want to go to that, but first come, first serve, fuck. Um, like like Jesse said, plenty of the local guys have, like, approached me and were like, look, I'm going to show up. I'm excited to play. I cannot. 
You know, if there's out of town guys, I cannot. We which will is definitely, uh, yeah, like all, love to all the homies, right? We we mm-hmm. just want new nerds to come play play games with us. Uh, it should be a fun time. The scenarios are a little crazy. Uh, Going to be hilarious. Got some prize support. Got some free swags, which is always fun. Uh, and AT is hands down the best game GW is running right now. So come on out. There you go. Uh, be sure to check out our website, rr30k.com. You can also find the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium, Austin and Stevens' uh, Horse Heresy Battlefleet Gothic Love Child, which is clocking in at over combination of 400-some pages. Of, it's a lot. Yep, basically homebrew rules, modified rules to bring Battlefleet Gothic into the Age of Darkness. It's free, obviously. Check it out. Download a PDF. And uh, yeah, get some friends to play. We've there are people all over the world who have been trying this out. It's really weird. It it is it blows my mind. I uh, came out, like I, guys are hosting events and like Stephen and I don't like we don't know these people and they're like oh yeah hey look we just hosted a Battlefleet Heresy event and like I'll see it on Facebook and somebody will comment like oh what rules are you using for that and they'll link to us. Yeah, I've seen and that's I've seen a, a, a Spanish forum link to these rules. I was like oh that's no you. Read Spanish. I don't. I was just typing in. I was just curious. And it's like it just popped up. There was a Spanish forum. It's like, all right, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's why I don't speak a lick of Spanish. That's my fault, obviously, but still pretty humbling. Yeah, it it uh it's crazy. Uh people apparently enjoy them. We had a lot of fun writing them. Jesse didn't have a lot of fun editing it, but bless him, he did. <laughs> um, there's still more to edit. Yeah, well, if, that, that, if you didn't that have the shitty right writers <laughs> That, yeah. that knew how to do their own editing. <laughs> if it could only be my full-time job, I'd be more than willing to do it. And you know what? We'll get there Listeners, if you, if you pay Jesse enough money, it could be. Sign up on that Patreon. You know, it, it only takes five or six of you, like 800 bucks a month. Jesse will quit his job and do this full-time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm not going to say anything at that point. I'm not going to say anything. Jesse's like, I just got this new promotion. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, side <laughs> life note, I did get a new position at work. Hopefully you'll be here. Uh, e- I'll either get it in two weeks or I'll get it in two months, but lights out at the end of the tunnel and it'll be a whole lot less stress on me. So looking forward to actually diving really back into this just in time for a summer of heresy. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. I can't wait. So that's it. That's all I have for tonight. It's been good to talk with you, Austin. It's been a few days it's 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 been a few weeks it's been a couple of weeks yeah so i i feel i feel bad because i know patrons out there who have been supporting us so sorry i have not been getting out that much but we'll we'll make it up to you promise but well we will or steven will i guess i will i don't know i can't speak for steven well we you know maybe i can steven. you know i yeah, can speak we, yeah we can steven. absolutely speak for steven. hey steven's gonna take care of y'all yeah steven steven will make it right Yep, just 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 DM him. You said you'd make it right. Yep. And with that, my name is Jesse. I'm Austin. Have a good night. Keep those dice rolling. Welcome to 2022. Bye for now. Bye.